Warning, the Federal Communications Commission requires that we inform you that this episode of the Derek Duvall Show may contain content inappropriate for children. Listener discretion is advised. The FCC also requires us to inform you that this episode may contain the words f***, s***, asshole, mother boy, dumpster, galloping wit, but in like a British way, and also, strangely, cul-de-sac. Once again, this show may contain content not suitable for anyone but the coolest children. Listener discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show! Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy, guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Please sit. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. You know there are over 850,000 independent podcasts, and while variety is truly the spice of life, I am super excited that you have decided to stop by our growing space on the various streaming platforms that are out there, so thank you. I want to give a huge shout out to our last guest, Blanca Blanco. Her episode was incredibly popular, and I am so glad everyone could learn about her incredible story and had the chance to buy her amazing book. So with that being said, welcome to episode 72. We have a very special episode for you. We have on the show social media content influencers and the TikTok and Instagram sensation, the blonde brewer, Jaron and Maggie Clayton, owners and operators of Running Dogs Brewery. They are on the show. We will be talking about the creation of their brewery, the hilarious origins of the blonde brewer social media channel, Coolio and how they have lots of good news to share with us. So let's just go ahead and get them on out here. Ladies and gentlemen of Duval Nation, please rise to your feet. I welcome all the way from St. Helens, Oregon, owners of Running Dogs Brewery and social media sensations, the Blonde Brewer. Say hello to Jaron and Maggie Clayton. Maggie, Jaron, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duval Show. How is the weather out by the two of you? Oh, it's terrible. Uh, I think it's today terrible. we're supposed to get the most rain we've gotten all year. I'm not oh my even gosh. joking. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to move. Where are you two based out of? Uh, northern, very, very most northern part of Oregon. Mm. Um, we're just about into Longview, Washington. We're in St. Helens, Oregon. I have friends of the Navy who settled in Bend, Oregon. Mm. We love Bend. Bend's much nicer weather. Yeah. I start my interviews off with the same question, that is, how has it been for the two of you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's been great in a sense for us because that's why we joined TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but the flip side of that is we owned a restaurant. Or we still do. But as everybody knows, restaurants, the whole industry took a huge hit during COVID. And mm-hmm. we are still trying to recover and claw our way out of it. Mm-hmm, so right. that's we got a double... A flip side of a coin here. Yeah, yeah. We were shut down, what, three times? Three or four, yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, what restaurant do you own? 
we own Running Dogs Brewery. It's a restaurant brew pub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started as a brewery and then we wanted to start it as a tap room and it ended up becoming like a restaurant mm-hmm. style. Every journey has a beginning. Where are you both from and what was it like to grow up there? I'm from northern Seattle area um, and it was much like this rainy weather. Um, I mean, I love Seattle area, though. I um, love the Seahawks. Still to this day. <laughs> I am so sorry that we stole the Supersonics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Russell Wilson just left. It's, it hasn't been great for Seattle lately, but, yeah. <laughs> but we have the Krakens now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I moved to the Hood Canal area, um, and that's where I met Maggie. And you want to tell your little story? Yeah. So I grew up in the Midwest, lived there till I was in an eight, about eighth grade, and then I moved to the Pacific Northwest. So, mm-hmm. I grew up in a small, small town. We had like 40 kids in my grade. It was crazy. And then when I moved up to the Pacific Northwest, I moved to a huge school. So, well, mm-hmm. and actually it's considered a small school here, but it felt huge to me. And um, I, Jaren and I met, I was still in high school. Well, yeah. technically, technically <laughs> we met when I was in eighth grade, but he doesn't remember that. And then uh, we met again when I was a junior. <laughs> we were to the same youth group and. I was playing in the youth group band and uh, she knew of me in the band. I didn't really know that she was there in the youth group. And then we finally got together when I uh, deployed to Iraq. Marine, Navy, Army? Army. So you both met when you were young. How long have you been together since then? Uh, we've been together since I was 17. So my junior year is when we started dating. No, right before my senior year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You both went to college? Mm-hmm. Yep. We both went to college online. I started college uh, while I was deployed, actually, and just finished out. And Megan, I'm going to the same college, Grantham University. Yep. So you said you own a brew pub. What inspired you to create a brewery? Yeah, Megan, what inspired us to do this? So I came home from Iraq, and I needed a hobby. (laughs) And so Megan got me a little homebrew kit, Megan and my father. Well, well, okay, when you first came home from Iraq... The first year he he didn't work. He was uh, trying to transition to coming home and he's still going to school. And so he was trying to figure out life after deployment because Jaren's deployment was kind of traumatic. His father had a lot of health issues. And so being away during that time was pretty stressful. So when he came home, um, he bought a Mr. Beer kit. We were shopping and we saw that's that right Target you can't forget the mr beer that's kit. this is how it all started and I, this is why i tell you because that mr beer kit he was so excited to brew this mr beer kit and what the mr beer kit is is like it gives you all the ingredients to make a batch of beer and you put mm-hmm. it in this plastic brown barrel and then you set it in a closet and let it ferment right it gives mm-hmm. you all the ingredients to make a terrible beer well yeah basically but he was so excited to do it and so i i mean i have pictures of him when he was doing this mr beer kit and so that's where we brewed that beer or i say we he did i watched and put it in the closet i think it sat in there for maybe three four weeks we tried this beer it was the worst beer we've ever tried in our life terrible but he still loved everything about it and so then uh, like a year or so later, uh, me and his dad bought him like an actual five gallon brew setup. And that's where the the home brewings really began. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll never forget it was a Sierra Nevada pale ale. And I added 
and I added fruit to it. And my dad flipped out because he's very by the books. You know, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, just let me do my thing. And it turned out great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this was back in 09. Um, and there really wasn't a lot of the fruit ales out there. Yeah. Um, so a few years later, when we moved out here, um, I liked brewing the crazy stuff like that. And this is a smaller community, um, but it's also near Portland. And so we started out, um, I'm jumping ahead here, but we started out with crazy beers like that. And I, there's mushroom picking out here. So I did a chanterelle mushroom pale ale and mm -hmm. it was pretty wild. <laughs> At what point in the brewery experiments did you finally have your aha moment and it was universally loved by you and everyone else? Oh boy, that's a good question. With Rouser Red, would you say? Yeah. It was definitely after I stopped brewing. <laughs> so, <laughs> the reason we moved down to St. Helens was um, I ended up in healthcare um, as a nursing home administrator and the company moved me to St. Helens, Oregon. Had no idea this town was here um, and had obviously still been home brewing. And we, Megan and I got together one day and we're like, you know, there's one brewery in town here. We're 40 minutes north of Portland and there needs to be more breweries in this mm -hmm. community. <laughs> So we found a little brick and mortar and opened up our, our little shop. And I started with a one barrel system. And uh, for those that don't know, that's a very small brewery to start with. That's uh, two, two kegs worth of each batch. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would say the Rouser Red. Um, it was a more fruity style uh, red ale. The Rouser. Nice. And then, then we brewed the floozy and the juice koozie which is our hazy ipa that one is immensely popular yeah and then we do like random fruit ales bigfoot's berries was a huge that's right popular yeah blackberries and pineapple you know it's crazy being in oklahoma here up until about five or six years ago our liquor laws were still in force from the prohibition era uh you know we couldn't even have cold beer or wine in grocery stores uh, beer was only allowed to be 3.2. Breweries could not sell on premises. So it took a lot of work with a real grassroots movement. And over the years, one by one, the laws uh, were repealed. And now we have in Tulsa, which they've nicknamed one of the craft brewery capitals in the United States because we have so many breweries and restaurants, it seems. But we also now we can have you know refrigerators and liquor stores. We can buy cold beer, cold strong beer, actually, now at gas stations and grocery stores. Um, my friends from out of state, he used to call the liquor laws here, medievalism. <laughs> medievalism. <laughs> I love it. Now you both are a recurring viral sensation on Instagram, TikTok. What led to the creation of those channels? Yeah. So like we said, uh, we shut down the first time mm -hmm. due to COVID. Was it the we, first time that we shut down the first time in March, um, right after, uh, St. Patrick's day. And then the state opened us back up through the summer. And obviously, you know, everything kind of spread through that summer. And so we got shut down again, right when fall was beginning. And so we had a lot of free time on our hands uh, during that second shutdown because it was a lot longer than they told us it was going to be. And I think we were just doing takeout at the restaurant at the time. And so we had... Um, received the the first round of the ppp loan and because of that it allowed me to keep staff down at the tap room where i didn't have to let anybody go i could let them work and then just you know keep, keep them employed and not have to take their jobs essentially and so we had free time and uh we ended up 
taking taking that uh, as a business owner you got to take every opportunity you can to take a vacation Mm -hmm. so we ended up going um on vacation we met somebody there young gal who um was telling us all about how she's an influencer she had that insta fame she She was in the pool doing her you know her little yeah yeah and uh jaren and i were both like if she can do it we can do it like you know, yeah. she had to have been 10 years younger than us but we're like she had just hit 10,000 followers on tiktok and she was so excited and it was this big deal and so we're like okay we could do that so when we came home from that trip uh it was mid-december and jen and i were like how about we start a competition we're us. very competitive people <laughs> very competitive so we of course each had to have our own account yes so we started our our own like our accounts and the the deal was we both started with pretty much no followers the deal was whoever could get the most followers by january 1st or new year's uh would win and what would we win nothing Just really but we'd win the <laughs> ah pride <laughs> pride that's it <laughs> and so we did it and i think it was the first or second day of this competition we were doing this like back and forth uh neck and neck with like who had more followers not really gaining any no right i think we were sitting at maybe like 500 followers nothing right we did one video for his page and I'm still salty about it because I was like, you got to do this video. It's a good idea. We'll put it on your page. I held idea. the camera. I held the light, everything for his video. And it went viral. And I was so <laughs> mad. I was so, I was excited, but mad. I, I remember Jaron was in the brewery brewing a batch of beer. And I like just picked up my phone and I looked and he had like, 18,000 views on this video. And at the time, I mean, the most we'd get was like maybe a couple hundred views on a video. So that was viral for us. And then the video ended up getting like two mil yeah. at the end. But I just remember he was at 18,000 views and I op- I whipped open the brewery door and I was like, you're going viral. And I had no viral. idea what that meant at the time. I'm like, what? Yeah, okay. She's like, no, Jaren, seriously, you're going viral. I'm like, so oh, okay. We have video of him recording, secretly recording me, because I didn't realize he was recording me. And he's like, how many followers do I have? I'm like, you're at 600 followers. You got to 600 in like no time. And then I remember sitting and watching his follower count just go up. And I think in because of that one video and like a span of t- two days he had hit 10,000 followers on TikTok. I was so mad. So he did she end up <laughs> he did end up um getting more followers than I did by January 1st, but then we just kept posting on our pages. I ended up passing him and the the blonde brewer page what started as my page. So he, he yeah, we I beat him in the war. Okay, so when I told my listeners that you were going to be coming on the show, I asked them to write in some questions, and I chose the most intelligent of them. Uh, Here's the first one, and it made me laugh the most. And the question is, just to set the record straight, you two don't spend all day making cruel comments about each other. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. That's one of the questions. (laughs) You know what, though? I want to say no, but... I mean, we record a lot throughout the day now, so. Yeah, I want to say no, but now it's such a big part of our life. 
I I want to say no, but it it really now has become such a big part of our lives, and mm-hmm. we're always looking for new content and stuff. So it's now become this fun banter between us, and and mm-hmm. it always kind of has been. I, I don't think you can make this kind of comedy if you didn't have that fun banter. But I do have to say, Jaron is actually very nice to me. <laughs> um, he is, I would say, more like he's kinder than most gentlemen in mm-hmm. in relationships he, he's nice. definitely yeah, a, I would, a, a pamperer so in short no we do not um in real life but also yes. early on in our relationship <laughs> well yeah also yes it's jokes but early on in our relationship i mean we all go through it right we all yeah. learn what not to say to your wife and <laughs> how i record it and... i mean we're going so, on 14 years together so 14 years wow well, then that bleeds right into the next fan question, which is, um, have you ever done a joke and said, you know, yeah, that might have been too far? Yeah, the very first Gangsta of Paradise. Um, it was Maggie's joke. And um, I had thought of using Gangsta of Paradise because of the lyrics. I'm like, it, it fits mm-hmm. too perfectly. Uh, but I didn't want to post that video because I thought it was too far. And we had a video a few months prior that caused us to get off TikTok for a while because um, it was a voiceover. I think we're using um, Adam Sandler's movie, right? Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I think it was from the movie Big Daddy and Mm -hmm. it was the kangaroo song where the kid's like demanding uh, the kangaroo song and then Adam Sandler's like, all right. Yeah, and and the premise was I was asking for sex or yelling for sex and it became this battle of the sexes. I mean, it was terrible Um, and Maggie couldn't read the comments anymore we got off tiktok we were off for six six weeks weeks. so i was fearful that that was going to happen again and uh she's like no 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 she convinced me that you know we should post it (laughs) i'm so glad i did (laughs) i remember i felt sick like post as we posted i'm like oh here comes the hate and it became what it is today (laughs) but uh yeah that was the one for me (laughs) yeah as long as she's all right with it i'm good with saying the joke and vice versa yeah nothing's really too far with me just because i know it's all jokes (laughs) my wife and i have a running gag that we ask the question will this get me divorced (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) now i was a teenager when coolio's gangster's paradise uh came out what was the appeal of choosing this song for all those videos oh boy (laughs) like i said the lyrics um i i've always had that song just playing in my head randomly and uh, she had told me the joke and i think the song may have came on or something mm-hmm. on the way to uh cash and carry to pick up product for the the brewery it just hit me i go as i walk through the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. take a look at the, my life and realize I'm none, there's nothing left and you know saying something that savage to your wife you're walking through the valley valley of the shadow <laughs> of death right yeah and everybody picked up on it so yeah, yeah that and we, we both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, that's it. And that leads to the next fan question. That is, if you've heard Weird Al's version, and have you ever considered using that as a gag? In fact, I feel like we need to use it at this point if it may be reluctant to. Yeah, I just, I'm, I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, because... yeah there's been times like we did, there was... Uh, we uh, unintentionally offended the Jewish community. Yeah, and they knew that we were unaware, but it was yeah. like a nose filter, mm-hmm. face nose filter. It was a filter paired with a certain song, and we didn't know. We were just following the trend, but we did it, the one and only video we've ever taken down because of unintentionally offending somebody uh, was that one video. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. 
if I don't know that mm. I don't know if it can't was. be too careful anymore <laughs> these days. So we just yeah. like make fun of ourselves, you know. <laughs> and everybody laughed up. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this amazing interview. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink, take some super nice long deep breaths, you know, Clouseau style. Pay attention to two friends of the show, and we will be right back. Have you ever thought about having a beer with Ted Bundy? Or been anally probed at Area 51? Perhaps go to dinner with Jeffrey Dahmer. Taking a car ride with JFK. Or enter a romantic relationship with O.J. Simpson. If so, then crack a cold one. The Pub Time Podcast just might be for you. Your mom uh, had an accident. I'll uh, take you to her. Uh-oh. Look, Wild Bill! Who was that? Some stranger. He said Donnie's mom was hurt. I didn't know if I should go with him. Well, just don't do what a stranger says. Check it out with an adult you know. Remember, a stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? If you want Kleenex for your classroom, maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hi, my name is Nick. I'm Brandon. We are the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, where every week we cover a different top tennis list. We cover lists such as the highest grossing films of all time, the best selling musicians of all time, the the sexiest mogwais, the richest leprechauns, the all this and more we cover on the Tennis Podcast. I had more. You can find us on all podcast players, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher. All you got to do is search for 10ISH podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tennis Pod. And Brandon, what will we do if the listeners don't check out our podcast? We'll cut your fucking head off. Don't make us cut your fucking head off. Listen to the Tennis Podcast. Bye. Janae Sergio arriving. Hello everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, a veteran's journey from homeless to hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, 
Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 72 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back into the show with the conclusion of our interview with social media giants, the blonde brewer, Maggie and Jaron Clayton. So this is a question from Maggie. What is your record for consecutive headshots made? Oh, my God. <laughs> some days I'm on fire when we film. Some days, I mean, it, I can usually hit them on the first try. <laughs> Second try, usually. If we have to take multiple takes, like my aim can, gets worse and worse. <laughs> mm. Yesterday's or the day before, oh, I think I probably threw that bag of marshmallows at Jaren probably 20 30 times and i hit him once so and most of the fans noticed that the bar the bag of marshmallows showed up randomly they, they weren't there <laughs> it's because it was like the hundredth take and maggie was done like she was about to walk out. i go no we don't have another video filmed let's just <laughs> but but on the for the most part i do i can usually hit him right away i we try not to do multiple takes because that's a lot of head hits usually it's it's one or two yeah i would say yeah <laughs> This next question is for the dog lovers. Uh, you mentioned earlier you had a dog, so please tell us about your dogs. Uh, yeah, we, we did have two Hungarian Vizlas. Uh, we just lost Chester. But uh, that was uh, the reason behind the, the, the name, that's brewery, name yeah. Yeah, of our brewery, Running Dogs Brewery. Yeah, and we, we don't have kids. There are kids, and we love them very much. Yeah. yeah. I have no kids. I have three dogs, which I treat as my kids, so I totally get it. Um, Please tell my listeners about the documentary that you two are currently working on. Yeah, that was a big surprise for us. Yeah, Mickey's <laughs> glowing from it. Yeah, it was scary too. So Talal uh, Jabbar, he's won awards on what was it? Um, some full signal. Full signal. He made uh, a documentary called Full Signal. Yeah. So he emailed us and said, "Hey, I'd like to do a documentary on you," and uh, we're like, "Yeah, okay." Looked him up, and it was all very serious stuff. I'm like, "Yeah, interesting. Okay." <laughs> So we hopped on a, a call with him and he's like, yeah, no, I, I'm ready to do something fun. Uh, Maggie had asked him, why did you pick us, you know, over other, um, you know, much bigger creators. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just said, well, I, I kept going back to you guys. I just really liked your, your personality and um, your stuff. And yeah, so he came down from New York or came over from New York and it was a very interesting experience having a camera around all the time and we did it for about a week right yeah we filmed for i think six days we were we were slotted to film for seven um but he ended up getting so much material that he was like i could go home i have enough to to put together the little like pitch we're gonna be filming uh early july the first week in july in las vegas um we did finally book our stay so we're planning on filming the 4th of july on fremont mm -hmm. and we need to announce that to everybody after this yeah because <laughs> we just booked it yeah so we're gonna try to get some fan interaction the one place we get recognized more than anywhere is on fremont street in las vegas so it's um, pretty crazy yeah yeah it's just i don't know the social media has been so crazy um for opening doors and just you know, it's weird because a lot of the opportunities that have come to us are just people reaching out through like messages, random emails, and just like us taking the time to respond to them where I feel like not everybody would have done that. 
like yeah, it, Tala, the whole Tala thing. It was just like a basic email. Like it could have been from anybody and we're like, this sounds interesting. Let's yeah. check it out. Uh, the whole reason we met Coolio was um, a follower messaged us and I we just happened to be reading the messages at that time because TikTok, um, if you if we don't follow you, if we're not mutuals, they put messages in a whole different spot and so you have mm-hmm. to go into those and that doesn't even show you all of your message requests right you know i'll scroll through them every once in a while but it's a lot of messages and we just happen to catch the one where it's like hey i know coolio how would you like to meet him we can get get you guys together and that that whole experience was like okay well if he's lying we he get, was a gamble <laughs> if he's lying we're going to vegas and having a good time but yeah. if he's telling the truth we're making a connection of our lifetime and yeah I mean, it was definitely meant to be though, because we uh, we end up getting a what do they call the the higher up Ubers, oh, executive yeah. Uber. Yeah, whatever, executive right? like, Uber usually, yeah. I get the basic Uber, but I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, let's treat ourselves. So I got the better <laughs> Uber, and the guy, the Uber driver, knew Coolio from years back, right? And he's like, "Are you kidding me? You guys are here for that?" He's like, "I haven't seen him and his wife in years, but this is so odd. Like, I think I could get you in touch with Mimi, his wife." Mm-hmm. And so we had um, our one connection, but then him as well. And so we got back, got to the room and checked in our room and immediately Mimi, his, his wife called us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was Coolio like? Was he completely cool with you both? He's, he's an awesome guy. Definitely rock star lifestyle though. Like, cause yeah. <laughs> it's really he's, hard he's for us to, to communicate. Yeah. I mean, everybody's them. trying to reach out to him. Of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've talked to him a few times about uh, filming on the 4th, and uh, hopefully he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but we That's filmed awesome. with him before. He's awesome, I'm down for anything. Like, he wanted to write his own skits, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't know this. He, he had uh, wanted to do, I don't know, if SNL or whatever at one time, but yeah. So before we move on to the next question, what exactly is the premise for the documentary? So it's all basically it's it's about social media and content creation and uh, what it's like to do content creation for a living, um, what it's like to navigate content creation with um, for for us specifically owning a business and a brewery and that aspect of it and juggling of it all. Um, we have invited some other creators to be a part of it as well and so i I think the general gist of it is following content creation and what it is on a day-to-day lifestyle because i think that this there's this huge misconception that it's so easy i mean jaron and i both we saw this girl on vacation we're like that's easy and now it's it's our full-time job and we are literally i would say working pretty much all the time because of it i mean we love what we do but it is it's it's hard work you have mm-hmm. to be consistent you have to be doing it every day yeah i think we were even talking with talal trying to find that premise as we went along in filming because we knew that we had that like to show people behind the scenes and um who we really are as content creators but you know just finding it as we went along mm-hmm. um obviously the brewery is very interesting as well um, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, it kind of has a reality TV feel to me a little bit too. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, is the struggles with working with different social media platforms. 
we a lot of our uh, SS creators have the same issues with each individual platform. Um, TikTok is notorious for not like letting you know exactly why a video got taken down or, mm -hmm. you know, not understanding why you're not getting views on certain videos versus the others. And Instagram's very similar. It's hard to like know like if you have a video taken down or something like it's hard to get any answers from social media and so that aspect of it in the documentary is going to be captured too yeah that's something that i always forget about that people generally don't know um there's a lot of that just battling the the platforms themselves you know i have had younger musicians on the show who have built their whole audience on instagram and TikTok. And they all have said that they cannot figure out which is harder to do, create music or create social media content to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. People always ask us what's the, the number one struggle. And uh, that's my answer, just staying relevant. Mm -hmm. um, and you can have, the thing about TikTok is you can have great content um, and it just not be pushed because of the algorithm or time of post or whatever, you know. And so thankfully for us, we have Instagram that we can repost and see if it truly was a bad video or not that great. Right. Um, and right now we're killing it on Instagram um, and TikTok. I mean, we're doing we're doing good, but we we're not hitting those thirty mil numbers that we did initially with Gangsta's right. Paradise. And they're not bad clips. It's just not what TikTok wants to see from us right now. I am hearing you have both chosen to participate in an exciting new program that TikTok is running. Tell us more about that. The TikTok Live subscription, we were invited to be part of the beta launch. Yeah, that was a big surprise for us. Yeah, that was huge for us because we kind of felt like TikTok's redheaded stepchildren for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we did. You know, we've been trying to get verified for months and getting nowhere. So to be invited to this live subscription, it was kind of surprising to us because we didn't, I guess, realize how successful we were on on TikTok Live. Um, we're usually in the 90, per, 90 percentile of um, getting gifts at for creators that are in our niche with our following. Yeah, so, so we get off live and it gives us the statistics. Um, but really, like anymore, we get on and we just interact with our fans. Um, mm -hmm. And apparently, I don't know, it just it's worked for us more than others. So. We got assigned a TikTok representative for the TikTok live subscriptions. And I had asked her, one of the first things I asked her was, so just out of curiosity, how many uh, content, creator, content creators did you guys invite? And she goes, 500. I wow. go, you're kidding me, right? And she goes, yeah, no. So you guys are killing on TikTok live. So yeah, so awesome. there's much more that are in the, the live beta launch because so there was 500 creators invited. Each of those 500 creators got five invites to send out. And so every, you know, it's kind of just webbed out and you get, you get invites, you know, per how many subscribers you get. So there's probably thousands of people that are in, in the program now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. But initially. Definitely. And more continuous good news for you both. How is the expansion of your brewery coming along? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's been a big project. So uh, we bought a lot. In fact, the house that we're sitting in right now um, is in a dare build. So I bought this lot and the lot next to it um, combined it with the plans of building a bigger brewery. Um, this one's just under an acre, the other's an acre and a quarter. So I had to, of course, legally divide the lots and whatnot. And so we just finished building the brewery itself or the, the building itself, um, 5,000 square foot, got our new equipment, 20 barrel system in the other day. And Maggie and I unloaded it 
pretty much by ourselves except for one or two days yeah yeah it, and we still have fermenters sitting outside of the building that we've got to figure out how to get in <laughs> but it's been a big project it'll be awesome because daily i get emails how do i get your guys's beer um mm -hmm. from all around the world and so hopefully this will allow us to to can and start distributing have you ever both been to the great american beer festival we have yes yes <laughs> i hear it's a great time it's yeah, too good of a time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me it's like the ultimate test for your liver. You wouldn't think with those little samplers they give you, but boy, it catches up on you, doesn't it? Denver because of the elevation. Yeah, coming right. from yeah, sea yeah. level. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to ask one fun question before we start the final phase of the interview. When you both are not being an internet sensation, what do you both enjoy in terms of shows or music or how do you relax? Boy, man, content creation is so much a part of our life anymore that it's hard to think back. Um, we really enjoy going to concerts we and do. comedy shows. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, usually whenever there's a comedian coming through, we're going to the show. Most recently, we saw Chappelle. We saw Taylor Tomlinson uh, recently. We're going to be go seeing um, the Roastmaster this yeah, month. Yeah, Roastmaster General. He's hilarious. Which should be no surprise because we're a comedy channel. When we're watching TV, it's usually comedy movies. Yeah. But we're huge music buffs, too. We love grunge. We love 90s hip-hop. We yeah. love country. So we, we go to a lot of concerts. Yeah, and well. if you dig into our channel, you can see that we definitely like music. We use different music clips all the time. and Different genres. Uh, but we love to travel, too. Mm -hmm. And so um, hopefully we can get out and meet fans from all parts. Yeah. Nice. Traveling's a uh, that's a huge part of our life. Uh, you know, we're hoping to like we're going to Vegas in July. We're hoping to um go to Tennessee at some point this year. We're hoping to hit Florida at some point and New York. Yeah. Just Dallas area. Yeah, Texas mm -hmm. as well. There's a lot of creators that are out there that we want to collab with that are in these different areas and so just getting to them is is the yeah. battle. So as we begin to wind down this interview, and this is probably the funniest question I will ask, uh, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? You want to take this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what aspect of our life they want to follow. So TikTok is where you're going to get the uh, newest content from us. Yeah. We usually post on TikTok first. We're at the Blonde Brewer on all platforms we make so it easy on you. Yeah. tiktok instagram facebook and youtube it's at the blonde brewer we instagram is where you're going to find like all of our fun stories what we're doing on a day-to-day -day. we do throw in some random videos that don't make it to tiktok on a little instagram. bit more uh maybe risque stuff uh, yeah. tiktok doesn't like us to do any sexual content jokes so <laughs> yeah so if you want to find that that's on instagram yeah <laughs> And then uh, Facebook, I don't really keep up with Facebook too much, but it, you we know, do post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because a lot of the fans that stop us in public, they don't have a TikTok account. And it just surprises me because uh, what we're maybe just under 400,000 at yeah, this point on yeah. Instagram. So they say, you know, I see your stuff on Facebook. I see it on Instagram. Yeah, so. matter of fact, we just had um, we just had a family from Tampa, Florida make the trip to the Pacific Northwest. And when they found out they were coming to the Pacific Northwest, our brewery was a spot they wanted to go to because they follow us on not TikTok, but Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was just kind of blown away that 
they made the trip all the way to our brewery yeah. to meet us. <laughs> and Maggie's rarely down there anymore. So she just happened to be working yesterday yeah. and she texted me, you got to make it down here. These people came in from Florida. So I did and we met up with them. Uh, but the the other place to follow us is on YouTube. We don't have a bunch on there at the moment, but um, we are going to be vlogging soon and putting a lot of the behind the scenes, longer form content on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. How do you both deal with the trolls and people who just spew negative and harsh criticism? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, I do. You I, just don't deal I, with it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm thankful that I have her because she does like seeing what our fans say in the comments and whatnot. Um, how I deal with it is I just don't engage in the comments at all. Um, yeah, for me, it just depends on... So I, I tend to not read comments after about an hour. Um after a video has been posted just because that's when the trolls come in. Um, if it's somebody like we have one specific person that always comments staged on every single mm. video that we, we do. And so now I just Toasty! with them back. I'm just like, this <laughs> yeah. is at all not staged. Are you kidding me? Or no, actually you're the staged one. We planted you into this yeah. comment section. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. <laughs> on a very, if it's a very bad day for me and I see a negative comment come in, I'll just block them. <laughs> I don't no. do that very often. Um, I usually, because con whether it's a good comment or bad comment, the more comments we get, the more our videos get fed. So I just usually ignore them. I don't well, even. I think a lot of people, given the nature of the jokes, think that they're being funny, right? So most of them i would say early on especially they're just trying to crack a joke as well and it may not come out the best right. you know yeah. or uh, most repeated i but. i struggle more with like uh when we're live and we get comments coming in or um personal messages that we get so when we're live and a and a negative comment comes in typically we have uh we have like 10 moderators that jump in on our lives our moderators are quick and a lot of times they'll notice uh, nasty comments. Oh, they're hot on it, yeah. And they'll just mute or block them right away. They they don't, we have no rules. So if a moderator thinks somebody's being rude, they'll kick them out, right? Mm -hmm. Which is great. If if they don't catch them, I'll be like, hey, moderators, can you snipe this guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, for personal messages, though, there we get. And for the most part, they're positive messages. Facebook is so much more savage than the rest. Yeah. <laughs> for some, some odd reason. I mean, I've been nitpicked for having a nose ring. I get I get made fun of through messages for having fake eyelashes or Jaren gets the uh, take your hat off, the put your hat jokes. back on. Yeah. Nobody, we can't make anybody happy. Uh, yeah. We get a lot of messages like when are you going to admit that your comedy sucks when are you going to admit that your <laughs> wow and i and you know you look at who they're coming from they've got no content no profile picture no anything so at that point i'm like at least we're making content out yeah. here you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. a little little insider info i don't think i've ever said in public um yet is i'll sometimes just take my hat hat off in a video just for engagement and let people go and, and make those comments or, you know, you've done mm -hmm. stuff before. You won't put makeup on and, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been my experience and a shared experience with other guests who conduct a lot of what they do online that they think that because they put themselves out into the world, that gives people a free ticket, you know, with the entitlement to critique your lives and how you live that life. And that is complete bullshit on their part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that it's it, it's huge. It is huge. I mean, every everybody has a judgment on every little thing that you do. I mean, down to if you drink wine or not drink wine. Do you drink coffee? Do you not drink coffee? Are you wearing the same shirt in all your videos? Are you like? I mean, <laughs> they will nitpick anything and everything yes definitely do yeah so i end my interviews with my favorite question and the question is this if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of earth i would want to say just thank you for watching our material i it's been such a big surprise that um it's gone so well for us um and that people still want to watch our stuff (laughs) because i'm just being me you know what i mean um and yeah, I'm just so grateful for everything that it's it's brought for us. For me, I would say be kind and not pass judgment on people versus, you know, like whoever they are, whether they're in content creation, they're your server at a restaurant, they're gay, straight, black, white, you know, stop passing judgment on people and don't be afraid to live your life. Take the opportunity. Yeah. Always take the opportunity. And one more thing. It's a joke, guys. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay to laugh. On our account, it's all comedy, baby. <laughs> nice. Maggie and Jaron, thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on today. I absolutely understand and know how busy you both are. And I'm so glad we could finally make this happen. No, thank you, Derek. Uh, thank you for inviting us. This yeah. has been great. This, this is our first uh, podcast. Interview. you got to be bullshitting me. Really? kidding yeah no wow. we, uh, we passed up on one or two yeah prior and we saw yours when you, let's do this man that is so awesome thanks so much man that's awesome okay best of luck to the both of you i appreciate thank it you, so you as well thank you derek and just like that devall nation we come to the end of episode 72 i want to thank jaron and maggie once again for coming on the show May I suggest you make a trip out to St. Helens, Oregon and check out their brew pub. You can find the location at runningdogsbrewery.com. We still have so much good stuff coming your way. We do have a jam-packed August recording schedule before we take an interview hiatus in the month of September for the Duval's UK vacation. Believe me, folks, this vacation is long overdue, and I'm looking forward to seeing my friends, all of my family. Uh, It's going to be a great trip. Have you had a chance to check out our store on TeePublic? We have everything from magnets, stickers, and mugs. Be sure to go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Look on the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And we want to thank TeePublic for being such great partners. As we are finishing this recording, I just received word a few months ago that Nichelle Nichols of the original TV show and film Star Trek has passed away. What a trailblazer for African-American women in the early days of the civil rights struggle. I remember reading an NPR story years ago that um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a huge Trekkie and persuaded Nichelle to remain on the show after she had considered quitting. Man, what a loss for Hollywood, the African-American community, and to science fiction fans all around the world. Rest in power, Nichelle. On behalf of the entire team here at The Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, be safe, be well, and know that you count. If you are struggling with a mental health crisis, reach out and speak to someone you trust. Help is always there if you need it in one form or another. No star, God bless, live long and prosper, and see you next time, Planet Earth. Planet Earth.
This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.